Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. The 2021 tax planning season is in full swing and we are busy little beavers here at Southern Cross Business Advisors. Well, we're always busy throughout the course of the 12 months of the financial year, but it's fair to say that our busiest period lies within these next few weeks leading up to that critical date of 30 June, the date where we help our clients prepare and get ahead of the curve of the dollar figure that represents their tax bill or their tax refund if it should happen to fall that way. But not just tax, we also look at where they stand from a cash flow perspective and make sure that they are ticking the boxes with other critical business and financial matters as well. Louis Bolzami here with you coming from SCBA HQ 234 Deacon Avenue, Mildura. And it's an absolute honor and privilege to welcome in our tax specialist from the Big Smoke in Melbourne who has joined us for a few days here in Mildura, Nahit Mittal. Welcome, Nahit. Hi, Louis. Hi, everyone. So before we go into detail on what tax planning is all about and most importantly, why we tax plan, uh, Nahit, JobKeeper, finished at the end of March. We're now a little over a month removed from the last round of payments being processed. Probably still a little bit too early to tell whether or not the economy was simply on life support right throughout the JobKeeper program. And now that it's finished, it'll just simply tank again. But the early signs coming out of the back end of JobKeeper seem to be very promising. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's an interesting conversation, is it, around, uh, around JobKeeper? Um, certainly, there's a lot of commentary in the marketplace uh, with respect to uh, JobKeeper ending, is that propping up businesses? Is it is it inflating uh, cash flow more than what the true business position really is? And absolutely, I, th- I don't think we've yet seen the impact in the economy. I, th- I certainly think there's some way to go and some impact uh, in the economy, but we'll, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Watch this space indeed. And Nahit, you and I have experienced many a tax planning season where we've utilised the tried and true tricks of the trade when it comes to minimising clients' tax positions. But given the year we've just come out of with COVID-19 and with that still lingering in the air and the many forms of government support, not just JobKeeper, but cash flow boosts and various other forms of state government support and certain packages that have come through, It's fair to say that 2021's tax planning season will arguably be the most important and vital one on record. I think, uh, as as you've mentioned, Louis, tax planning this year is is even more important than it always has been, and and that is absolutely in light of of certain stimulus ending, uh, definitely with with bank holidays ending and and repayments, uh, bank repayments having to to restart again. That'll certainly make things very interesting. So, So tax planning this year is... Is almost a bit of a conjunction with with cash flow planning in a way, and saying, well, for the next six to twelve months in particular, what is it that that a business needs to do to to survive? A and B, B thrive. Certainly, a lot of businesses have have closed or have reduced or have scaled back, and that presents a natural opportunity for for those who remain in the industry to, to capitalize and and pick up market share. But um, as we all know, cash is king, and, and can't really transact, you can't grow without without cash. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head perfectly there, Nahid. I mean, what's the point in only worrying about what your tax bill is going to be when really what you should be primarily worrying about is what's actually in your bank account? Absolutely, yeah. Balance sheet management's going to be critical. So uh, 
uh, with, with your debtors, making sure you try and collect those on, on time and, and ensure that you've got money in the bank and your creditors, uh, pretty basic stuff, try and, try and extend their terms as long as possible because ultimately working capital management and ensuring that like I said, you've got cash in the bank is, is going to be really critical. Yeah, so let's go into a bit more detail about why it's important to look at all of these aspects. So uh, you, you mentioned the biggest thing, of course, there being cash and, and obviously managing uh, debt, leveraging, looking at uh, who you can uh, recruit from uh, your customer base as well and your client base and who may fall bad and things like that. But why why is it so critical that now as opposed to say, oh, well, why wouldn't we just tax plan 1st of July? Why, why is it more important in these last few months heading into June 30? then it would be say, oh, well, let's just do tax planning from 1st of July. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. And what we expect, um, or what clients expect, I should say, is, is to not be blindsided. The last thing you want is, is the year ending, leading a client set of financial statements and tax returns, and bang, there's, there's a liability that was unexpected. So that, that fundamentally is, is the first thing, is that we give clients enough visibility and clarity up front so that um, if there is an estimated tax liability, at least they've... they've they're aware of it and they can budget for it and they can plan for it. I think in light of like I said, stimulus ending, COVID measures ending, tax planning this year is, is very much around, well, our structure's right. Um, many clients have had the opportunity to, to reflect during COVID and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing or uh, I'm at a stage in my life where I want to start thinking about uh, passing assets down to, to my kids. Are they ready? Um, so those discussions, they can be uncomfortable, they can be quite confronting, but uh, it's our job here at Southern Cross Business Advisors to ensure that, that we're facilitating those conversations and ensuring that the continued growth and success of our clients um, continues for years to come. Indeed. And, uh, and yeah, this issue will be like no other, really, when we're looking at, okay, yep. yes, majority of our clients, given how impacted they were by COVID-19, would have JobKeeper, would have cash flow boost factored into whatever profit they're going to have or and or loss. And so there would have to be those considerations there. But there will be the other thing as well, temporary full expensing of assets. So that's yeah. now come into play. We had the increase in the, the small business uh, threshold to 150000 uh, coming into the 2020 financial year, which was introduced at, on the onset of COVID, the first lockdown back in March last year. But now no limit on uh, what assets you can purchase. Of course, you still have to meet certain criteria. But that now has come into play ever since the, the federal budget in October last year. So... Tell us a bit more about the importance of uh, that factor coming into play in the lead up to 30th of June, Mahit. Yeah, absolutely. The the temporary full expensing or the instant asset write-off, as it might be well known in the market, has been – is a really important stimulus measure. It's obviously very incentivising. It's obviously very lucrative. I would, however, proceed with with some caution. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean that there's a blanket rule that if you you buy an asset that it's immediately subject to to write-off. Uh, a classic example is is uh, fixtures on say on say land, whether it be a shed, etc. There are rules and, and guidance issued by a tax office that suggest that not always are those assets uh, available for write off. They could be they could be capitalised. So whilst it is a very important measure, it's very lucrative for businesses. Um, I would proceed with caution. I would before handing over any money. Ask the question of your of your advisor and just say, thinking of doing this, am I okay to, to write this off? If not, then maybe reconsider it. Exactly. So before going out there and getting that really risky and going, oh, yeah, we've got some cash to burn. Let's go and really stock up on a lot of assets. We don't have to give much tax away. Hang on a second. Just be careful. Think before you buy. Come and talk to us and 
make sure that you get the right advice before making those purchases. So now let's go into obviously our main processes with regards to how we handle tax plan or 30 June reviews as we're now starting to to call them here because we look at obviously the, the cash side of things as well as the tax side of things. So, so Nahit, when in your experiences, not just uh, in your time here at Southern Cross, but obviously back in your time at Deloitte and, and then previously as well in your accounting career, how would you tackle a, a tax planning uh, job from start to finish? Yeah, I think there's, there's there's a few elements that form part of tax planning. One is obviously getting a, a feel for year-to-date position, which will no doubt drive the the, the estimated tax position. That's That's somewhat easy. I think the challenge with tax planning and what we like to focus on is have things changed significantly that we need to reconsider structures, we need to reconsider cash flow, we need to, I guess, reconsider where we're at. Um, COVID has has brought about that. You know? So many clients who may not be operating the right structure may feel that they're, they're able to access small business CG concessions, for instance. Um, and and that's, that's, I guess, a more in-depth tax planning review. Um, you're asking questions of the clients of what's changed, what's new, what's significant, things that we need to be made aware of. You know, we've got we've got uh, capability in house with respect to, to lending and finance. So is it is it a working capital management issue? Is it is it a a, a debt issue to potentially grow the business? So whilst immediate whilst immediate goal with tax planning is obviously to to to, to work out an estimated tax liability, that's only a very small part. And this year's tax planning review, as you said, Louis. Is going to be different. It's going to be more fo- focused about the client, where the client's at, what are the challenges facing the client, and how do we, as as advisors, alleviate some of that pressure so that uh, the next twelve months can be can be used to thrive and capitalize. Yeah, it pretty much is like a uh, a futuristic health check in a way, in, yes. in many in many ways, uh, Nahid. So, as I mentioned earlier, you know, yes, the tax figure is is vitally important and then knowing a fair few of our client base here that's uh, a lot of the time it's the only thing they remember i know yep. <laughs> our esteemed uh, director noel costa is saying that many a time uh, they can forget about everything else that we say in our uh, action plans when it comes to advising them what to do lead up to the june but they'll never forget that tax dollar figure absolutely right but um but there's going to be a few more things that they have to uh put into their memory bank along the journey so uh so i guess nahit looking at the way we would tackle this year how far along would it be almost too late, you would say, to really give the client valuable advice on how to effectively tax plan and budget themselves accordingly leading up to 30th June? Do you think that um, like a lot of the time you would say on average, all right, get to 31st of March, have all your books up to date. Obviously, it's very crucial to have make sure yes. that, that bookkeeping is uh, schmick and the basses are all lodged and everything like that. But um, is 1st of June too late? I'd say 29th of June definitely would be. Yes. But would that would that be considered too late? Because I know a few clients would probably say, look, we're probably not ready to really have everything up to date, maybe until mid-May, that sort of thing. What would be um, your sort of hard deadline if uh, you were in charge of it to go, all right, look, it's probably a bridge too far now? Um, it, it depends on the complexity of the affairs, but but generally speaking, like if, if you've come to the third or fourth week of May, last week of May, and you're not even close to having a conversation around tax planning, then... Then it becomes a little, a little bit difficult to put things in place so that they can be action before 30 June. It's not to say that you wouldn't do a tax planning exercise. You'd still do one. But um, obviously, the sooner the better we can have those conversations, the, the, the faster we can actually act on them as well. So as a general rule, you get to the third or fourth week of May and, and you say, look, we need to start. We need to get together. We need to chat. You don't want to leave it too late because 
you know, this time of the year, a lot of a lot of other parties, lawyers, bankers, etc., get inundated with other requests. So you mm. don't want to be necessarily at the back of the line either. No, and uh, and not just um, other parties as well, but even us with regards to uh, deadlines for twenty twenty work Correct. as well. You got seventeenth of May is a big one. Then you know, depending on targets met there, there's the extension to the first week of June. I think it's the seventh yes. of June this year. Is that uh, that extension for individuals and trusts? So there's a uh, there's a lot of that work still that is in. The pipeline on top of having to effectively tax plan for other clients. So you're right. So the earlier, the better. Absolutely. Yeah, the earlier, the better. The, the more benefit you're going to have from those conversations rather than leaving it too late. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess one, one of the last things we'll touch on before we, we wrap up for, for this episode, I know from personal experience, I, I get a bit uh, antsy when it comes to trying to look into that crystal ball and go, all right, here's what I think the effective projected... Uh, profits and losses and things like that would be, but ultimately we end up going to an agreed figure with, with the client going forward. Um, how, how is your approach to that? I mean, is it uh, is there a lot of subjectiveness going to that? Is uh, are you pretty confident with the numbers? Obviously, we'd, we would want to be. I mean, we're not trying to say, yeah, oh, yeah, we're just going to make up uh, numbers airy-fairy and say, here you go, here's your tax bill at the end, what's going to be. But what substance do you put into the those projected numbers, especially when it comes to revenue expected over those, what could be three months that you have to, into the future for, especially in a business that might not be as steady as certain others that they might have a lot of volatility in their sales. It could be very seasonal. And obviously, considering the year we've just come out of. It's a good question. I mean, um, projections, especially if we're having conversations in, in late April, early May, um, two months is, is a long time. But you're right. There, there is a lot of volatility. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty when it comes to projections. I guess... When we're, when we're considering a, a sense check, if you like, or we're considering, I guess, the sniff test, it's very much saying, well, you have to almost rely on what the client is advising and, 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 and apply a bit of a filter over that and say, well, how realistic is that? Would you rather be conservative and, and overstate your income rather than understate your income, for instance, and, and potentially understate your expenses rather than overstate your expenses? Because you, as, as clients, you'd rather be told, I guess what the worst case scenario would be, so that you can plan for it. Like I said, rather than rather than be given best case scenario and finding that, well, actually our estimates were way off because things change or revenue was higher than expected, and then having an uncomfortable conversation. So, I guess a like I said, having a sense check and, and b uh, be conservative about your your approach um, tends to always work. Yeah, that tends to be the best way. Yeah, the, uh, the conservatism principle, one of the real yep. key pillars in our world as accounts. But I really like the sniff test one. That's, that's a very nice little term there, Nahid. <laughs> so might have to uh, pay some royalties to you for that one. <laughs> Open to business. Indeed. But um, I guess as a, as a attach on to that, obviously I said that was one of the last things to, uh, to discuss, but as an add-on to that last little bit, you talk about worst-case scenario, best-case scenario. Would, would it be worthwhile in our approach and, and our work that we prepare in the lead up to the, that meeting with the client to look at those scenarios. All right, let's, let's do three or four different scenarios instead of having just your, your usual, oh, here's just one. Here, give us what you think you're going to earn, what you think your out, outgoings are going to be, what assets you might buy, what super you're going to put in. Sure. Would it be worthwhile doing maybe a three or four sort of scenario basis and go, all right, this is what we can expect because you don't want to, as you said, you don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation with the client when we do the actuals down the track and all of a sudden the the actual tax figure is way off what the estimated was if you've only got that one estimated figure to go by. Yeah, it's a good question. And I guess having that option and having that uh, that full disclosure is is great. Uh, I guess I wouldn't necessarily have three or four. I, I 
Yeah. I would generally stick to the one or two because there's a lot of input that can go into it. There's a lot of variability. And I think the more scenarios you develop, is the more discretion, the more subjectivity you have in those in those scenarios, which means that it's hard to estimate. You'd rather you'd rather be confident with the figures that you're working with rather than introduce an element of what if. So um, I generally wouldn't go down more than two scenarios perhaps. Three or four I think is probably introducing a level of subjectivity that you know, makes that makes the exercise somewhat uh, meaningless. So I would I would try and rely on on actuals and, and and be comfortable with the numbers that you're working with. That perfect answer there, Nahit, and that's exactly why clients should come and talk to you with regards to getting their tax planning sorted out for 2021, and talk to us in general. Thank you very much, Nahit, for for joining us here in uh, in lovely Mildura. All the best with your safe travels back down to Melbourne. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. So that wraps up our latest edition of Shooting for the Stars. If you'd like to come along and talk to us to start getting your tax affairs in line for 30th of June 2021, drop in at 234 Deacon Avenue, Mildura, or give us a phone call, 03 5018 Send us an email, admin at scba.com.au, or even check us out on our website at www.scba.com.au. This is Louis Bulzomi signing off from the heart of Southern Cross Business Advisors here in meeting room number one, the podcast studio at 234 Deacon Avenue, Mildura. We look forward to chatting with you next time. And until then, we will continue to help identify and achieve your life goals. Goodbye.